0: What's going on, everybody? I'm Dylan pertemri and welcome back to another episode of Top Shelf. The first round of the playoffs are nearing the end, and I originally wanted to do all of the series in one episode, kind of recapping them. However, with the Bruins and the Islanders starting up on Saturday and you know, all the series being done by then, I decided to break it up into two episodes. In this one, I will be covering the first round matchups in the Central and the East, And my predictions for the second round matchup for those divisions. And then a couple in a couple days I will be doing the same for both the west and the north once those kind of finish up. So anyways, this might be a bit of a quick episode, but let's hop right on in to another episode of Top Shelf. Alrighty, so the first division we are going to start with is the East. And for our first matchup, we have the number one Penguins taking on the number four Islanders in this series. I had the Penguins winning quickly in five games. Unfortunately for me, I was completely wrong. And the Islanders actually took this in six. Um, I had thought with the momentum the Penguins had going in, they just claimed the number one seed and like went from kind of a bubble team to making it to claiming number one and the Islanders were the reverse, a team who was like at the top and then just fell down to the bottom. Um I thought that was going to kind of stay the same. And I thought the penguins could easily handle them. Unfortunately though, the problem for the penguins was undoubtedly their goaltending jury looked absolutely awful to me. He had uh he only held the Islanders below three goals in just one game out of the six. He finished off with a 0.88 save percentage and a 3.18 goals against. On the other hand, Sorokin for the Islanders was the key. He won all the games he started. He started game number one after Varlamov being injured. And thanks to Kyle Palmieri, who I called out for not being uh, so good since being traded in my last episode, um, he netted two in that first game, including the overtime winner uh, to win game one four to three. And then Varlamov, being the starter and having an amazing season, he got thrown into game uh, number two, coming back from injury, despite Sorokin winning. And in the next two games, the Penguins would handle the Islanders 2-1 in 5-4. So then they would throw Sorokin back in for game four in the remainder. But game two was by far Jari's best game. And with thanks to new addition Jeff Carter, who did his job this series nabbing four goals and an assist, And uh, game three, Jeff Carter also had two for the Pens. And after back in four affair, Brandon Tanev added the go ahead goal to win five to four and take the two to one series lead after three games. Um, So, like I said, game number four, New York decided to go with the rookie Sorokin. He caught fire, winning the next three games. Game four finished four to one. Wallstrom added a power play marker late in the third. And then 24 seconds later, it was Jordan Neberle adding the dagger. 14 seconds later, which was a tough one, tying the series at 2-2. Game five was absolutely huge here. It went into overtime. And Josh Bailey, with 51 seconds through overtime, he he scored the goal. And Sorokin made 48 saves to Jari's only 25 that game to give them the three to two lead in the series. And finally game number six dials were at home and they had a chance to close it out. And they did. The penguins took the lead three times that game going through. They went up one, nothing, then went up two to one, then went up three to two Islanders kept answering, tying the game in 13 seconds after Brock Nelson tied up the game three to three, Ryan Pollock, scored from the point and just 13 seconds afterwards, once again, like right in succession there, um, the Penguins getting scored on, I kind of blame Jari, didn't really have a great season. And that's, that's how it finished off. The Isles took that game. Um, Sidney Crosby kind of disappointing in the playoffs only finished with two points through the entire series Um, I guess I should have known that the Isles weren't going to uh, continue their bad run into playoffs. They're a very good defensive team. Although Sorokin came out of nowhere. Varlamov had a great season and I thought he would be very good, a hot goaltender uh, coming in. But like I said, like goalies can literally come out of nowhere and just be streaky. And that's what Sorokin was. Um, I don't know where uh, the Isles are going to go from here. I don't know if Varlamov will start or if they're number one, they're going to give him another shot. Or if Sorokin, since he's the goalie that won them all, that he's going to do uh, the job. But the Isles were undoubtedly the better team in this series. And, um, yeah, the Penguins knocked out once again last year, knocked out in the qualifying rounds, didn't even make the playoffs. But we're going to move on in the East to the other series, which was the number two Capitals taking on the number three Bruins. I had predicted the Bruins would take this one in six, and instead they did it in five. This was set up to be one of the best series, two potential Stanley Cup contenders, and the Capitals looked to lose all of their momentum in game number three. Starting with game number one, though, the Capitals came out to send a message throwing the body around. They were definitely the more physical team uh, in that game and throughout the series. They looked to punish the Bruins early on. They started rookie Vitek Vanacek. And as you know, they had two rookies, Vanacek and Samsonov, uh, or Samsonov, I guess it is. Uh, Samsonov uh, was out because of COVID, um, but Vanacek did play very well, um, With but he sustained a groin injury with about six minutes left in the first period of that first game after DeBras scored off a faceoff. And Craig Anderson came in and he did a really good job for Washington and helped them win it. In overtime, three to two off of a Nick Dowd tip out front. Anderson would then get the start in game number two. And after a back and forth affair, uh, it kind of leaned towards Boston having the edge in that game. Brad Marchand scored the OT winner off a of one timer, only 39 seconds into overtime. So then we go to game number three. The Capitals finally have Samsonov back. And they decide to start their third different starter through three games. Sam Sonov hadn't played for three weeks. Um, he was clearly their best goalie uh, throughout the regular season, but he was also a rookie. So with that comes rookie mistakes. But honestly, he played very well. The game went into the third straight overtime through three games. And this one actually happened to go into a second overtime. And well, like I said, with rookies can come rookie mistakes. And Samsonov had made 40 saves but had a miscommunication between him and Schultz in double overtime. And Craig Smith grabbed it, wrap around to win. And if you didn't see that game, well, you can go watch and see how mad Alex Ovechkin is screaming at Samsonov. He was pissed. And like I said, I think this was the turning point because. We go to game five where, or excuse me, game four, where the Bruins easily handled um, the Capitals four to one. And game five, they go back home and finish, or excuse me, they go to Washington, finish it off three to one. Rask had a very good series finishing with a 0.941 save percentage and a 1.81 goals against. Burgie also came up big. The captain, his first ever playoff series, when as a captain, he sealed the final game, Game 5, with a two-goal night. And so we are going to be seeing the Islanders and the Bruins taking on each other in round number two. But first, before we look at that matchup, we're going to move over to the Central. And first, we start with the number three Tampa Bay Lightning, hosted by the number two Florida Panthers. The Battle of Florida. I had the Lightning winning this in seven. Instead, they did end up taking it in six. The, the Lightning would add both Steven Samkos, who was missing due to injury, and Nikita Kucherov, who hadn't played all season and was on LTIR. Um, there were some questions about uh, this whole kind of LTI, LTIR situation with Stamkos and Kucherov being placed on it. And Khrushchev maybe could have come back earlier, but because of cap reasons, they kept him on there and they're going to run into cap issues this off season, but that's besides the point. They, th- that's their roster. Um, it was allowed. This was one of the better series. I have to say that was out there this round one so far. Game one was insanely physical and lots after whistle scrums and was lots of penalties. And it was very back and forth. Um, Kucherov had five points on the night and was just showed no signs of stopping. Um, he didn't look like he had been out the whole season. Braden Point scored with 114 left to stop the game from going to overtime to take the 5-4 game lead and would end up winning that and taking the 1-0 series lead. Game 2 would also go to the Lightning as they would take a 2-0 series lead off the back of Vasilevsky, 32-save night. Going back home now for the next two is kind of scary when they take both on the road, a potential sweep in an almost must-win scenario. um, The Florida Panthers decided to bench Sergei Bobrovsky and they were going to start Chris Draeger Instead, um, the backup was started. He had a good first period, but then left a five goal second period. That's something the Lightning can do. They can be so explosive on offense. Bobrovsky would replace him in the third and shut out the Lightning, bringing them into overtime um, where they would come back from 5-3 down, win in overtime, off a Ryan Lumberg breakaway. Game number four, Bobrovsky was back in net starting, but the Lightning proved to be too much. With the game getting out of hand, we saw Lightning stars Kucherov and Sergachev be targeted, um, and they would end up nabbing that game and taking a 3-1 series lead and needing to just switch things up who did the Florida Panthers throw in that rookie? Spencer Knight. Um, he had the game of his life. He made 36 saves on 37 shots to win game five, four to one, and cut this series down to three to two. Now with some momentum, things seem to be up for the Panthers, but the Lightning are the defending champs. And at home, they were too much with Cooch and Stammer putting up multi-point nights and Vasilevsky shutting them out. They took the series away with a 4-0 win to win the series, 4-2. However, I got to say, a great job by the Florida Panthers. Um, they had a phenomenal season, and I think they might have been able to take the Lightning had they still had Aaron Ekblad. if you don't remember. He went down just before the season ended with an injury, cutting him out for the season. But a great job by the Panthers. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're looking up, and th- things can only – get better next season for them, I think. Um, questions will come in net, though. They're still playing Bobrovsky, $10 million. Spencer Knight looks like to be their future goaltender. Drieger, I don't know. That's three goalies they have there. They're going to have to play Spencer Knight. I'm guessing Drieger will get moved. I think his contract might be up in about uh, in at the end of this season. But that's talks for another time. We have the final matchup, which is the number one Kings taking on the number four Predators. I had the Hurricanes winning in six, and bing, bang, boom, spot on the money. I got it right. I um, Might be the only one, but I will take it. Carolina came out the first two games at home and looked like they were going to run away with this series. Game number one, they took 5-2 to two, thanks to Captain Jordan Stahl netting two goals, and then game number two, they won 3 nothing with their number one center, Sebastian Ajo potting two as well, Wookiee Nadelkovic, making his first career shutout in that game number two with 32 saves. The next four games would all go into at least one overtime in game number three in Nashville. Philip Forsberg, their number one player, stepped up with two points, and so did UC Saros making 52 saves, and Matt Duchesne would go out there and win it in double overtime. All their big guys making big-time player. Big time player moments, um, a phenomenal game for them. Game number four, also in Nashville, would go into double overtime. And the double OT hero would be Luke Conan, who also opened up the scoring in that game. But once again, was UC Stars who put up 58 saves. 58 saves in their 4-3 to three overtime victory. Now back into Carolina for a game five. And yep, overtime again. And who else would it be? but captain Jordan Stahl netting the overtime winner um, in a four to four situation, Dougie Hamilton uh, would put them ahead and giving them the advantage with a three to two series lead And the home team had won every game until game six where Sebastian Aho would net the winning goal in overtime, sending Nashville to the links for the summer, clinching their spot in the second round. Nashville had a good run after squeaking into the playoffs. They battled hard, but off off the backs of centerman Jordan Saul and Sebastian Ajo, who proved to be the Hurricanes' best players, they came up big and helped them win that playoff series. But good on Nashville, put up a good fight. But now we have to look at the second round. So first, we are going to start with the East, where we have the number three Bruins, hosting the number four Islanders. Now, during the regular season, the New York Islanders won won the majority of the eight games, winning five out of the eight. The Bruins have had a long break now since their series, though. And does that really hurt you getting that rest? And does it kind of make you cold? Or does it help getting that rest kind of freshening up Your bodies, I guess we will see. And when we look at goalies, we got Tuka Rask experience, uh, has been in the playoffs, has made it far, hasn't won the cup as a starter yet. Versus, I'm gonna assume sorokin will get the start at first. He's won all their games, he's the hot goaltender, he's a rookie, though. What's that gonna mean? I think this is gonna be a gritty battle. Um, the Islanders are a very defensive team in the Bruins have been okay on defense, but have shown to be more like a high octane offense with their number one line. And Taylor Hall since added to that second line has been phenomenal. I am going to take the Boston Bruins in six. I think it could have gone seven, but I'm going to take them in six. And then we have the number one hurricanes battling the defending champs, the number three, Tampa Bay lightning, um, in the regular season, they tied it four to four. The Canes have looked to be a bit shaky coming off those overtimes very close games with the Predators. Uh, they were very competitive. Um, the Lightning have added Kucherov, so that regular season might have differed. Um, it's really going to be an offensive battle here. Both teams are very good offensively. Um, we will be seeing young versus experienced. The Hurricanes are a little bit younger an and up and coming team. We got the Lightning, who just won the cup. Very experienced, have lots of um, veterans on that team. We also will be seeing the established Andre Vasilevsky, one of the best goaltenders in the league, versus a rookie, Nadelkovic. He had a pretty good series, but we'll see how he can do against that very offensive and very good Tampa Bay Lightning team. Now, what is my prediction? Well, I have the Hurricanes. I think they're going to turn it up a notch with the Tampa Bay lightning. You know, they're the defending champs. They're going to turn it up a notch and they're going to win this battle in seven games. Yes. I know a bit boring seven games, but I think it's really going to be back and forth. It's probably going to be the home team wins every game in my opinion on that. So I'm going to take the hurricanes in seven. So that is going to do it for this episode. As we looked into the playoffs for the central and the East, my review and predictions of the West and North will be out soon, as soon as those series wrap up. Thank you all so much for listening. Follow me here on Spotify, and I'll catch you all next week for another episode of Top Shelf.